Well, welcome. This is Andrew Morrison. I'm the president of Small Business Camp, and I'm so delighted that you have made a decision, you've made a commitment to make something wonderful, make something powerful happen in just 30 days. And what's that wonderful thing? The wonderful thing is a book. And so I've decided to host these series of teleseminars to give you even additional support. I've received so many emails. I've received instant messages. People like the concept, but I want to make sure that if you're going to reach your goals, that I'm able to give you everything I have as well as bring on some professionals who've actually been deeply steeped in this whole book writing process and also marketing process to offer you some support as well. Before I introduce our guest, I want to kind of go over a couple of quick observations that I've been seeing so far. Thank you so much for being a part of our, our, our Facebook group, our online community, where everyone has now been posting, you know, this is my book concept, this is the title of the book as well. A couple of things I'd like you to consider. Number one is to pick one thing. It's to pick one thing, pick one thing, pick one thing. I know some of you want to go from having writer's block over the past five years to writing five books in 30 days. Mm, that's not really the most efficient use of your time. Why? Because there are other things I would like you to do. You know, keep in mind that this whole notion of writing a book in 30 days is not simply to have a document produced. It's not simply to, to be online and say I'm an author. It's actually a tool that should take you to someplace else. So I'm making a big assumption that there's someplace you want to go, and this book simply serves as a ticket. So those of you who have pretty much yeah, finished the book writing process already, there's some marketing, there's some PR, there's a launch party, there's a blog, there are other things that I need you to do with this one book before you begin to go into the next book. So it's really important that I help you focus on one book at a time, understand one niche at a time, understand the key partners in that niche, understand the proper positioning, understand uh, what are some of the triggers when it comes to making purchases, and understand also this. I want you to go from having multiple streams of income because some of you think, let me do four or five books real quick and have multiple streams. Go from multiple streams to multi-streaming. So every book concept that I've seen online is worthy. Every book concept is of tremendous value. And you know me, if it doesn't make, if it can't make a dollar to me, it doesn't make any sense. And so I'm telling to you, I'm saying to you that your book, you know, can make dollars. Your book does make sense. And there's so many opportunities to multi-stream. So from, well, no, from that one book concept, you can also have your own conference. You can have your own retreat. Um, you could be an online expert. You can be a special blogger. Um, you know, you can um, do a home study course. You can start your own coaching program. You can also, and I can guarantee you that this is what, and this is why it's important that I set the stage for what I'm doing. Somebody will go through this process. You will get your book done in three days, and this will enable you to get a deal with a major publishing house. So I want everyone to go self-published. Let's get this thing out there. Let's sell 5,000 copies on our own, and then we can take that to a, a major house, and they're far more willing to, to listen to you. But all the other things I want to share with you, I can't do that unless you pick one thing. That's one observation. The second observation is this. I value everyone's experience, and no way am I trying to minimize your life experiences because many of you uh, have stories that will enable other people to overcome adversity. And I cherish those stories, and those stories need to be told, and I congratulate you. 
for stepping forward and saying, I'm going to write my book on this story. I'm not in no way am I speaking to any one individual. I'm only speaking from my past experience. And so people sometimes they get bent out of shape because Andrew, what are you trying to say to me? I'm not speaking to you. I've been doing this for so long. I've got thousands of people I've worked with. My clients who are writing books about overcoming adversity, I make it clear to them, please let's make sure you've gone through the adversity. So I've got some clients I said, write the book. Let's not release the book because you have yet to have a mountaintop experience. So if you stand up and every time you talk about uh, your, your past pain and you can't get through it, that's simply because you still need to have a, a maturation process of you learning all the life lessons and then speak from the valley. And so I just, I just want to make sure that, um, that the book that you write in 30 days is one of completion. Mm-hmm. Many of us are still in a process of moving toward completion, but just simply make sure you've come to completion about your past adversity. So, for example, what you can simply do, because in any life's pain, there are different stages, and simply find a stage that you become successful at and then focus on that niche. Because ultimately, and this is something that Bert did a great job helping me when it comes to small business camp for teens, is that he really reminded me to help the teens to pick a market to pick a market, to pick a niche. And so what's fascinating is that I had the teenagers write books during the summer, and I made a mistake of having them come up with ideas, but I did not push them to pick a niche. And so if your book is about overcoming adversity, I would like you to take a segment of your own life story and focus in on that segment. Um, It could have been when you were a teenager, and and speak to that teen. Speak to the teens out of you. Speak to other teens as well and show how you were able to reach a successful milestone. And so uh, this book has to have a happy ending. Now, I say have to have it. It doesn't have to, but it's a great story that people can then learn from and make sure there's some life lessons that can begin to apply. The next thing I want everyone to appreciate, I want everyone to appreciate the value of adding celebrities, adding other successful personalities who have gone through similar adversity. So the book can really be about you, but you want to understand the drawing power of celebrities because people want to know what you did, which is a tremendous value, and they also want to know what others have done as well. And if you can add some other celebrities there who have been able to go through similar circumstances, that can really help um, to make your book become more successful. And a final piece, and uh, tomorrow night we're going to have uh, Monica talk about this in greater detail, is this whole notion of book buddies. So I want to make sure that everybody um, has a book buddy. If you don't have a, a book buddy, I'd like you to go online, go to our Facebook group and say, hey, I need somebody who's going through this exact same process. So my definition of a book buddy is somebody who's in the trenches. Um, They're fighting this exact same battle. They're pushing to get their book done by January 1st as well. So before I begin to uh, introduce our special uh, guest, um, Sister Pam Perry, I also, in closing, want to help you realize what Stephen Covey talks about in his wonderful book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He talks about the importance of beginning with the end in mind, mm-hmm. beginning with the end in mind. And so what is the end? I'm saying in 30 days, at the bare minimum, I would like to see an e-book. I would like to see an electronic copy of your book. This e-book, I would like to see a cover. 
and it needs to be a very attractive cover as well. And in future calls, we'll talk about how to find various graphic designers uh, with Elance and Guru and MonsterCovers.com. So I want to see a cover. Then I want to see a blog. I want to see a web page where you're talking about the book and inviting people to also give comments about the book. And then I want to see, and this is the most magical button, buy now. I would like by January 1st, everyone should be able to hit the switch and say my book, it may not be perfect, but it's completed in at least electronic form. And from there, we'll be able to uh, do a printed form, we'll be able to do a book tour, and so on. So those are some uh, introductory comments that I wanted to make. But now um, I'm going to decrease so our uh, guest for this evening can increase. And her name is Pam Perry, and she is the president of Ministry Marketing Solutions uh, based in Detroit, Michigan. And Pam has been a dear friend of mine for many, many years uh, because she knows her stuff. She knows how to help people take their concepts and really codify them into books. And also you have a special treat, and we'll talk about this toward the end of the call, that Pam is actually having our own call uh, later on this week where she's going to really share with you some insider tips when it comes to getting your book done. Most importantly, she's a master at book publicity. And so let's have a round of applause for Pam Perry. Thank you so much, Pam, for being on the call. Hey, thank you, Andrew. This is good. You know, you summed it up. I mean, you really, you really, I mean, you said a whole lot in that short little time. It's like, yep, that's it, that's it. But one of the things I would like to say before you write the book, this is real key. The, the buy button is real good, but you don't get people to buy unless you market. So I say before you even really write the book, strategically think about how you're going to sell it. Write the marketing plan, even if it's thumbnail. Write the marketing plan before you write the book. And the reason why is because if you do not write the marketing plan and know how you're going to sell it, when you write it, you can't figure it out at that point. You've got to know how you're going to sell it before you create it. You know, the whole thing is if I build it, they'll come. No, no, you write it before because that will help you craft how you're going to actually target that market. How, what, what are you going to be saying to the market? What is it you want to, to, uh, in in terms of deliver to that market? What promises are you going to be making to the market? What are you go, what brand are you going to be standing for for that market? So, Andrew, kind of like what you always tell me so much all the time, it's not necessarily that we know all the answers, but we know how to really ask the right questions to get people to think. There you and go, that's there you one go. of those are the the main things I learned from you, Andrew, is being my coach. Like, <laughs> well, you got to uh, ask more you, questions. You and I are learning from each other because, and this is why, you know, as the good book says, uh, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, Pam just said to me has has now become a demand. Okay, so I listen carefully to wisdom from Pam, and now I'm saying to everybody who's part of this Write a Book in 30 Days Club, here's my next demand for you. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to have your own Facebook group or your own fan page. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to launch your own fan page or your own Facebook group to speak to what Pam is saying. Because mm-hmm. guess what happens? If you begin to engage other people that's in the process mm-hmm. of that's your focus group, and also <laughs> those are the people who will first buy your book, Exactly. Those are your, those are your early disciples. All of mm-hmm. us need some early disciples. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. everybody out here should have a Facebook group or a fan page to really begin to um, get things going. And so, uh, Pam, there's a question in the chat room uh, from Brandy in Philadelphia, and she says, "I know that different people have different processes uh, when it comes to um, writing a book. 
um, what do you suggest as a step one uh, for starting out? So if somebody is new to this whole process, how do I start to write? How do you start to write? You just write. You just dump. That's what I say. If whatever it is, you just dump. That's that's the easiest thing I could say to someone that it's like I don't know how to get started. You just get started because really, if you dump it, it's in you. Okay, you just dump it. Really, the the whole part of really having a really good book is having a really good editor, a really good editor because you can even speak your book. You can put it in the uh, uh, MP3, um, put it on the MP3, and then give it to someone to hand it over, and they can turn those words and turn them into gold. So you just go whatever, I mean, if you're verbal and you want to just talk, do that. If you want to write and just write longhand with your journal, do that. If you want to type on the computer and cut and paste, do that. But the main thing, writing the book, this is going to be a shock, is probably 10% of the work. Say it one more time because 10% I, I don't believe of the work I don't of a book. Yes, it's 10%. Wow. Because the majority of the things that we buy, we have not read that book before we bought it. We made a decision before we bought that book whether we're going to buy it. If anybody gets that Black Expressions little catalog in the mail, they mail out about a million of them a month, you're part of Black Expressions Book Club, and you get the thing, and it's like, okay, well, what book do I buy? You know, it's like a thumbnail. It's like the size of a postage stamp. And you, how are you going to decide what book you want to buy out of all those books? You decide by the title. You decide by the cover. You decide if you know that author, what their brand is, what their last book was that you liked. So really the writing of it, if you have a really good editor that can turn your story into gold. But before you even write the book, this is the main thing, is you write a marketing plan. I always tell my clients, I said, if you're not really going to be writing that book to sell it, you're just journaling. You're just writing in your journal. And it's, it's cathartic to write in a journal. That's fine. You know, we have issues that we want to get out and we put them on paper or whatever. You want to leave a legacy for your family. But if you want to be in the real book game, you want to write a marketing plan. Now, there's a there's a other part of it as well because it, the, the publishing industry has changed. So a lot of people email me all the time. I want to get an agent. Get me an agent. Get me a big book deal. And, you know, I want to get on book tour and have people line up and they can get my autograph and I can sign my book. Those are the golden days, okay? Those are gone. <laughs> don't nobody want your signature, and they don't even know you. Right, My right. pay you to get your signature for and maybe your friends and family because those are what I call sympathy sales, and it's like, okay, I'll come to your book signing. But for the most part, if nobody knows you, nobody's go- an agent makes money based on the fact that you are marketable. So, right. again, goes back to the marketing plan. I'm telling you, there's plan. people that aren't even good writers, but because they have a good marketing plan, they have good editors, and they can market themselves. And I'm not saying that you, you should not have a good book. You should have a good book. The Shack is a good book, and, you know, that's a, a non-fiction uh, book, and the, the Purpose Driven Life, that was a great book. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is the marketing is the key. is going to make the difference for you to be what white noise and those that really make a buzz. That's great. Now, uh, we have Tiffany. She talks about that she's co-authoring a book on relationships. So she's doing more of an interactive guide for women. I want your take on this, but my first response to Tiffany is just make sure people are writing books on different topics. Make sure you have some expertise in that topic. I'm not trying to put you on blast, Tiffany. I just want to make sure that if you don't have the expertise, you could actually collect the writings of other experts to be a part of that book. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your take on, on Tiffany's book? 
content? Um, I would just say if, if you're going to be writing a book on relationships, just really be clear who you're writing to, if you're writing to teens, women, black women, or whatever, because there's so many different books on relationships. And so I just really want to make sure that you're clear on your market of who you're writing for and what, what and you say it's interactive, it's a workbook. Do some more focus groups and really hone in on what it is people want. Is it going to be the topic of sex, of, of, of you know, whatever, you know, whatever it is, hone in on an area because if you go through Amazon and you just maybe Google all the books on relationships, see where yours fits and how would it fit different from the ones that are already out there. That is such valuable wisdom because it's all about a hook. I mean, Pam, I may do a book. I I may do a book called Thanks, Tiger Woods. I'm now scared straight. (laughs) I mean, I because I'm scared straight, man. So that's uh, that's great. So you Uh, do, you really do. I mean, there's there's so many different types, and what I find this is the biggest flaw that I find that most authors make. And I'm not really, you know, her book is, sounds like a great book. Relationship books are needed because, you know, relationships are really tough. But is to make sure you do enough research. Benchmark those relationship books. If it's Ron Elmore, Dr. Ron Elmore, or Michelle McKinney Hammond, what is it that makes those books sell? And study those authors. Wow. Study the, study the ones in your genre. If you want to write fiction, you should know the story of how The Shack became the number one bestseller, runaway bestseller. Matter of fact, everybody on this call should know what are the top ten books in your genre anyway. If you want okay, to be in there. Uh, uh, you know what? You just gave me some homework. I, I won't make them do top ten. I'll say top three. How about top three? Okay, top three. At least <laughs> the right, top right. three in your genre. Your nonfiction, if it's Christian, if it's Christian fiction, if it's relationships, wow. the top three. And study those authors. Go to their web- Google, oh my goodness, just Google what it is they've done, what media they've gone on, where they started. They will tell you their, their story of how they got started, what conferences they go to, where do they hang out, what writers, who's their agent. They always say who their agent are at the beginning of the book. They wow. always thank their agent. They thank their That's agent. A- they thank the publisher, you know, they thank God, whatever, you know, but their agent is up there with God. <laughs> so whatever so you book you're st- writing, find the top three books uh, in that same uh, genre. Uh, next we have uh, Deetra in Buffalo, New York. Her book is going to be an etiquette charm book uh, for children, um, for teens of color. That appears to be a, a, um, a need out there. Mm-hmm. It's a real, that's a good niche. That's a very good niche. I could probably think about five books that were written on that from um, other authors um, of recently. I think one is Esther Ministries or something like that. So that's a very good book. Um, one of the things you want to do when you have a book like that is find the books that were in that niche. If those books that are in those niche are really bestsellers, get endorsements from those authors because then that will – say maybe the book was, I don't know, five years ago, ten years ago, whatever, two years ago. It was a bestseller two years ago. You can go to that author you know, and say, I have a book very similar, um, or even if you read their book and your book inspired my book and I really want to write the same type of book for a different niche, would you do um, Would you do an endorsement for my book? I'll send you my first three chapters, or, you know, typically the first three chapters you would send another author if you would read it and then I would like an endorsement for it. That would lend you credibility, especially if you don't really have any credibility in that area. Now, if you're like you know, over your youth group and your church and, you know, you, you have some traction in that area, then that will be fine. But if you don't, you're going to have to get some endorsements to really 
what makes you qualified to write on that particular topic because people want to know, well, okay, well, why you? Why are you writing on this topic? So you need some credentials in that area. So endorsements give you that immediate credentials. And it gives you that credibility that people want. The other thing that gives you credibility too is if you if you build some traction on the blog, like you said, Andrew, have some traction on the blog, get some bloggers, um, you know, and and you know, show that you have a, a, a audience that wants to buy your book. That's good. That's good. Uh, we have Joan. Her book is Fairy Tale Dreams: Restore the Dream and You How to Manage Your Expectations of Fulfilling Your Dreams. When life doesn't quite happen the way you expected, your story of life ups and downs and improbable events can indeed lead to a happy ending. That's the title? That's, the, the whole title? No, 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 no. I was, I was actually describing the book. So I believe the title oh, will be okay. called <laughs> Fairy Tale Dreams, Restore the Dream in You. Okay, Restore the Dream in You. Okay, that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a good title. I mean, good. Dreams is always a very popular title. What I want people to really understand too is what what are people reading? What is popular? What you know, what's hot right now? Are people reading a lot of money books? Are people reading relationship books? Are they re- reading mentoring books? Personal development is always hot, you know. People are reading uh, business motivational books. So really look at those genres and things like that. Restoring the dream. If you were to Google um and Amazon and put in books on dreams, restoring the dream, see what comes up. You know, and just see what comes up and kind of look and say, well, where do I fit in here? How would my book be different from that? What audience am I going to speak to? Because once you know what audience you speak to, you know where to to hang out, where to hang out. You know what radio stations to target. You know what newspapers. I'm getting into the marketing. But you see what I'm saying. You want to really do some of the research because the book sounds really, really good, but you have to know what's been out there before and how yours is different. What is your unique brand of your book? And that's when it comes to really personally branding yourself. Branding yourself online is the quickest, easiest way to do that. And I tell that to authors all the time, please brand yourself while you're writing your book. Make it, make it, make yourself known as, as the expert that you're going to be writing about. Don't wait until the book is out and then say, hey, here I am. Right, right. I mean, who's, uh, who's, who's going to buy it? You don't have an audience demand for it. Next we have uh, Pam Davis and New Rochelle. A dear friend of mine, and I'm trying to be uh, patient with her, Pam, so I'm going to read to you what what she said. And I've tried to gingerly offer some um, advice, but I guess let me have you take it away. So Pam Davis and New Rochelle, she says that my book is a coach's guide for first Lego league. For first what? Lego league. I don't know what that is. Right. This is why I I, I mean, and, 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 and really this is the thing. When people decide whether to buy the book, they're going to spend about three seconds on the front and five seconds on the back. If you right. don't get me in three seconds, I'm gone next. You know how many books I produce a year? Over 250,000 books a year. That's yeah, the new time. books, 250,000 new books a year. That's not even including the e-books. <laughs> 250,000 new books. And, and why – it's Pam not listening to me. So we only got three seconds to get my attention. It's like, okay, well, I, I like what you said about the coaching or something, but the other part is like, huh? So you need to break it down to, it's almost like break it down to the most common denominator so that people can understand it without you having to explain it. If you have to explain your cover or explain your title, you got to get a new cover and a new title. And, and then also, Pam, I'd like you to help me out with this because I, I see this as a, a nationwide epidemic. Pam Davis in New Rochelle is actually a Ph.D. 
She's actually a doctor. Okay. She, you know, she's she, she's really really smart, and she's hiding the fact that she's a doctor. I, I can't tell you how many people who I meet who hide the fact that they're a PhD. Is that important for her to put on her book? Yes, yes, definitely. If I had one, it'd be on my book. I know. I'm telling people, you wait till I get a PhD. If I get a PhD, you better call me Dr. Dr. Morris. It's two doctors. I mean, that's the one thing that's unique about you. So you definitely want to use that to an advantage because that's something that you paid for, something that is dues that you paid for, that you really want to cash in on that, okay? Right. So any doctors out there, any whatever credentials you have, you have to include. And what's tragic too is that the Lego League, because Pam is a nerd just like me, I should say Doctor Davis is a nerd just like me. The Lego League is about robotics. Like I've been telling her, no one knows what Lego means, and she has to talk about robotics. So hopefully, Pam, uh, you've been able to speak some sense into her. Right. Is the robotics are are, um, there's a book by Moody Publisher that talked about robotics um, under the Lift Every Voice imprint. So maybe go to Moody Publishers and, and Google that in their website because there was a gentleman that wrote on robotics. Um, she did some kind of thing well, with some group of girls. Well, well it's but, even better, better than that because uh, her book is actually supposed to help other high school science teachers implement robotic uh, curriculum inside okay. their school. Well, so this that's actually what the book actually, is supposed to be. Yeah, about, this gentleman but, was, wrote a book about um, – he took his robotics team over to Japan, and they did some kind of things with some soccer robotics or something, and they won. It was, wow. I want to say Clark Atlanta, but anyway, but he was an African-American man that, that uh, science and math and, you know, took these kids and made them interested in robotics. So, you know, it was it was his story. And it, he actually, it was his first book, but because it was so different, he did get a book deal. But when, you, when your book is different like that, um, a lot of the things that before – he wrote a really strong book proposal, and he had a lot of good endorsements behind it. Really, when you write, when you're giving a book proposal to a major publisher, really the main thing they're looking at, obviously your book is not written yet, but they're looking at your marketing plan. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. We have uh, Janetta Porter from Philadelphia. Her book is about decorating with ethnic fabric. Yeah. Okay. All right. That should be interesting, and and hopefully she'll have some images in there as well, and the and and how to guide. And once again, I mean, it's like a broken record, but Janetta, if you're able to find a celebrity who's been decorating their house with ethnic fabric, people will listen to you much better. Mhm, mhm. And then also too, because it is sounds like it's obviously going to be a visual book. Then you need to have obviously at this point you're writing it, but then you also really need to show a lot of it. So you obviously need to have a lot of uh, photos. Um, but I think for you, this is just me. I mean, you could really do a lot with just a blog because to print beautiful color pictures in a book would be very expensive. Um, so printing it would be expensive, but maybe do the ebook where you can do the color in there as well because you want to have. That's the thing where people ha- visually have to see. They have to see what you're talking about. Outstanding. Uh, we have Gail. She simply says she's writing a book on faith, and so hopefully she'll give us more uh, background on that. But I guess it's, that's a good start. We all definitely all need faith. Right. Uh, Sylvia, right. In, in, Sylvia in Chicago says she's the person that's writing the book on faith. They're writing the book on faith. I want them to to know um, the books on faith, so she should know the top Christian uh, bestsellers on faith. You know what what is what is 
let me give her a, a blog site that she could actually go to. She should, if she's going to write a book on faith, she needs a Christian Writers Market Guide because that's really the the area that I really flow in. And so the Christian Writers Market Guide is something that she definitely needs to have because that's what she's writing in. She's writing in that area on faith. And so she goes, uh, Sally Stewart is the author of the book. I didn't write the book. But she actually has a blog spot. It's Stewart, S-T-U-A-R-T, Market dot blogspot dot com and uh you want to get her book i'm actually selling her 2009 book for like half off i mean if you basically send me like 15 dollars, the book is 40 because really the 2010 will be coming out soon but if you've never had a book you need to at least get one i have all of them from the year 2000 but basically the christian writers micro guide talks about all the magazines all the christian newspapers all the publishers all the agents all the writers conference everything that you need in the christian writers micro guide and one of the things before you write a book i want to mention this to every author on the line fiction or non-fiction is to have some writing credentials when i say writing credentials i'm not talking about a blog i'm talking about published writing credentials whether you have written for a magazine whether you've written for easing whether you have written for a newspaper, you have some columns, but have some writing credentials so that you can say uh, in your bio as an author that uh, Tiffany is da-da-da-da-da, the author of such-and-such. She was recently featured in the New Yorker magazine or whatever, you know, any kind of writing credit that will help solidify you as a credible author, as a credible writer. So getting the Christian Writer's Market Guide you may want to write a book on faith, but maybe you want there's probably at least a thousand magazines in that in that guide, and basically you can go to ministrymarketingsolutions.com dot com and actually go and get the guide and or just shoot me an email and I can send you that um the discounted version of it. But you may want to write for some of the magazines there's thousands of them to pick from they'll tell you exactly what they're looking for, what the word county is. What what is the scope of what it is that, that you should write on? And then write articles on faith and submit them. If you're good in Gospel Today and, you know, some other kind of magazines like that, that will be fine. It will be so much easier for when you do publish a book that you have an audience that would have been at least sampled something that you've written. Wow, that's that's money that you're giving somebody. And let me just say it again. <sighs> Man. <laughs> it's super. Yeah, it's super important that as we're writing this book, that we pull out an article from the book. It could mm-hmm. even even be maybe a synopsis from this book, and then begin to submit that to various publications, and also even um, websites as well. Because I've discovered, so for example, um, I've I've never been quoted in Business Week magazine, and you can look this up. I've never been featured in Business Week magazine, but BusinessWeek.com. I've been mm-hmm. in there like 10 times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? So I could say, you know, I'm a noted contributor to businessweek.com. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of .coms, there's no shortage of space for them. Right, you could always right. use some more great content because you're mm-hmm. – and I want people to understand there's a seismic shift that's occurring in this whole advertising world, that there's certain websites that don't – that have more advertisers than they have content. I want people to hear this. More people want to give them money, but they don't have enough pages to serve up all the advertisers who are coming after them because of this big shift. And mm-hmm. so that's a great point, uh, Pam, about taking your content and getting it in print or, or even online. That's, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, Sylvia is working on a book to provide tips for making diversity initiatives highly relevant. 
uh, commercial and strategic in today's business environment. And so I'm going to make a big assumption, Sylvia, that you're also a consultant when it comes to these diversity initiatives because the book that I envision that people are going to write is going to be a book that will help you land a six-figure contract. And people will pay you six figures, Sylvia. Why? Because you wrote the book. What's your thoughts mm. on that, Pam? Is her book a tips booklet? Uh, yes. And, and so she's, she's going to offer tips on how to make diversity initiatives work. Because many companies are spending a lot of money on diversity initiatives, and they're looking for a return on their investment. And so, so I can definitely see her use it as a launch for her consulting practice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying hers is more not necessarily as being in the literary field where she's needing a book to sell on Amazon, but her book is really like her business card. There's a website, and I have two of these booklets as well. It's called tipsbooklets.com. Paulette Enzyme is a friend of mine, and you could um, contact her and tell her that the Andrew and Pam sent, sent you. But it's just a company where she actually does booklets for people, where tips booklets. And they're basically, you get people to... Um, get paid thousands of dollars for your business card. You know, it's like it's like it's tips, it's good information, but basically you can sell it or you can really give it away. If you give it away, you're going to get a contract. And so basically a tips booklet is that where it's it's a booklet that has chock full of information, but it really is positioning you as an expert. It's when people read it, they realize that you know your stuff. And so tips booklets um dot com is a great resource. That's all this lady does. She's been doing it for about 10 years or so. That's all she does is, is tips booklets, and she shows people how to do that. And, it's, and she prints it, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just turnkey. I'm, I'm basically into anything. There's no new ideas out there, and I just kind of know that there's certain ways to do things easier. And so if you were to write on the legal pad your 115 tips or whatever it is, you could send it out, type it up, send it to her. She'll turn it, turn it into an e-book for you or a booklet for you, and it's done. Got to pay us, but obviously, but it's done. Um, but just let her know that Pam Perry and Andrew Morrison sent you, so that she can be very nice to us. There you go. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> so next we have uh, Jacqueline in New York. She's doing salon, uh, you know, uh, salon renovations, and not getting caught up in a pitfall. So it seems to me that um, this book is for salon owners, and she will show them how to renovate their salons without getting caught up in some of the pitfalls. So that's kind of a tips book that positions mm-hmm. her as an expert. And, yeah. Jacqueline, there may be some companies. And here's something I want people to realize is that whatever, any niche out there, there are other people that want to reach the same niche. And so everyone should be open to finding potential sponsors, advertisers, who may want to help underwrite your book tour, who may want to help to even get your book printed, and they could maybe even have a starburst on the cover, or Mm -hmm. they may print Mm -hmm. custom copies of your book. Here's something I want you to understand, Jacqueline. There's somebody who makes salon chairs. They may want to buy a 1,000 copies. Why? To give your book away as a free gift at their next trade show. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that would be good. You can print your tips booklet and then have them do the inside cover and they could buy the ad, and basically they pay for the book. It's still your information on the inside, and the book is paid for, and it's free. And you're giving it there out. You go, you're good in business, and it's already paid for. We just gave you some money there. All right, there you uh, go. Next, we have, next we have Al Duff. Uh, his book is It's All Good in Jesus Hood, Dealing with Believers About God's Business in the Workplace, Health, and Spiritual Matters. I like the uh, title. The, the subtitle probably needs a little bit of work just to direct it down 
a little right. bit to be more because it sounds like you might have maybe two or three books in there. So right. you know, you know, series one, two, and three. You know, because you said a whole lot of stuff in there. Jesus Hood. I mean, he's got a lot to his hood. So you can't put it all in one book. And that's one of the things I find that most authors, when they're doing their first book, they want to put everything in their first book. It's like it's like they want it's like everything's got to go in that book. No, you can do another book. Just save some for later. You know, it doesn't Al, have to be in there. The average person's not going to read really over a hundred and something pages. Okay. Al- Al, I hope you're hearing, Al, I hope you're hearing this, Al, that take your concept and make it into a series because mm-hmm. these book publishers, they don't want one book. No, they want a no. series of books. Because that book. gives you gives it traction for the audience to really follow you and buy your book. Mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. great. That's some good stuff. Okay, uh, next we have Patricia. Um, she has many projects, but she's thinking on writing a small lifestyle book about living in Kew Gardens as a 30-year-old flight attendant. Living in Kew Gardens. Yeah, let me, yeah. Let me, but the, the, um, the things that you had said something earlier, because bio books tend to really not, life story books, tend to really not be the thing that people are really buying right now. But let me read you one short little bio of a book that is coming out, and it's called Scars and Stilettos, okay, by Harmony Dust. Okay, I'm just read you. This lady, I don't know her, I just picked this up today. It was in Christian Retail Magazine. At age 19, Harmony Dust was trapped in an abusive relationship with tens, of, with, with tens of thousands of dollars in debt and was struggling to get by. Searching for a better life, Harmony spent the next three years as an exotic dancer. Just when her dark, noisy, and ugly profession was about to consume her, God found her, rescued her, and gave her a life of purpose to help women like her get out of the sex industry. This is her story in honor honest and unvarnished reminder of the relenting and uncompromising grace and love of God. Now, I don't know her from Adam, and I looked at that and I said, wow, that's a good book. Now, for her first book, she got Craigle Publications, which is a big Christian publisher, and she's in this magazine and she's really talking about her book, but you see how succinct it is. It's like it's it's obviously sex sales, no matter what it is, sex sales, So, but you, you right. kind of get the whole thing that she was delivered from it. Scars and stilettos and has a little subtitle on it and everything. But it's like people could read it and they say, okay, um, she's got some great endorsements and really just talks about the transformation of an exotic dancer. And then it has her picture on the cover and all of that. But so if if the story is dramatic and traumatic, yes, this, yes. But if it's just kind of like your story, we've got to add some juice to it because people Mm -hmm. won't buy it. They're gonna buy if they're gonna if they're pick, they're gonna pick a life story if they're gonna read you know something that's interesting they're gonna pick something that's so dramatic you know a person was born in a cave and they were raised by cavemen okay you know right, now right, now they're right, now right. the president or something you know <laughs> it's, right, right. it's got to be something dramatic and traumatic that's what really would sell or you have to make it and market it that way um, yeah, there's a book that I represented um, single saving having sex and it was by uh, Ty Adams and Ty's book was a very um, very controversial book. For one, people told her that she needed to change that title because people would get confused that she was trying to advocate that. No, she wasn't. She was really trying to say that's what she came out of, that right. that whole uh, hypocrisy. And so she had great endorsements. She had Mary Mary. She had Kurt Franklin. She had Miles Monroe. But she worked on this book for years before that book came out. When the mm. book finally did come out, it, it said, bam, and, and it just hit because she was she had endorsements. She had good editors. 
her first book, though, that she really did, she got printed at Kinko's. Wow. You see that? That's she got printed I mean, at Kinko's. It, she it, sure it's did. so fascinating. She uh, sold it and just got wow. some money and then got enough money to print some better books and better books and better books. And that's what, But her first set of books, she got printed at Kinko's. She went to a college campus, and they, she sold all those books. I think it was like three or 400 books, and they just gobbled them up. Wow. You know, let's, she didn't um, go back to Kinko's uh, anymore, but, you know. <laughs> let's, try and, uh, and get uh, let's try and get you as many other questions here as possible. So uh, what recommendations can you give when it comes to professional editing and also proofreading? Writer's Digest, just just pick that up, or either the Christian Writer's Market Digest. There's just tons of them to really to really say, you know, what, what kind, um, you know, what, what, what genre you're looking at and, you know, how much money you have to spend. I mean, um, you can go to MinistryMarketingSolutions.com and just go into resources. I have tons. I have 101 websites there that you could look at. It's just, okay. like, just too many to recommend. <laughs> and that's MinistryMarketingSolutions.com. Right? Mm-hmm. And they could just hit the resources, and they'll see all kind of different editors and things like that. But the main thing is that you really want to have an editor that – that gets you, an editor that gets you, meaning that they know what you're trying to do. They're not trying to change your voice. You know, there's, mm. some, there's some of the things that um, white editors and black editors, sometimes they don't get what we're trying to say. Um, Kim Brooks has a book, He's Fine, But Is He Saved? And when she said he's fine, she was like F-I-I-I-I-N-E, he's fine. And the editor changed it to, no, F-I-N-E. No, it's, she says, no, it's not he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. And they didn't get so it. They were like, no, we, we're trying to. I said, no, he's fine. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, so you've got to find the editor that gets you and not just somebody that's, you know, dotting your I's and crossing your T's. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Um, let's see. Um, Joan has another question. How do you find someone that can write the marketing plan for you? Or that's something you need to do yourself? No, you you can have a PR person help you with that, a PR coach. Andrew can help you with that. The marketing plan. I mean, my 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 favorite line is always always say, you know, follow the leader, look what they've done, and then kind of try to emulate what they've done. Because if they've had success, and you want to try to emulate that, the one of the things that you could do though is to, if you're the best, the best thing I could say for anyone is to go to writers conferences to go to Writers Conferences, read Writers Digest magazine, read the Writer magazine, subscribe to all of the uh, e-zines for writers. There's just so much information out there. But to actually write the, the, the whole thing, you have to just decide, you know, what, what, what it is, who you're trying to target. And so when I say, when you, you know, what, what does a book campaign, PR campaign success look to you, first of all? So, Andrew, again, what you said, look at what the end in mind, what does that look like to you? Then you work backwards, and then you say, okay, what what kind of platform will my book have? Um, what will be the demand for that? What is the anticipation for it? And, uh, you know, who will do my press kit? And, you know, what endorsements do I have? That's part of your marketing plan, um, getting endorsements for the book. So it's so many things. I mean, the networking, social networking strategy for the book, do you have that in place? Do you have a blog? How many books will it take for you to be a bestseller? Best-selling New York Times, best-selling Essence, best-selling Amazon. You need to know those things, and that comes from doing research. Like I said, writing the book is 10% of it. The other 90% is really understanding the industry and being a professional at it. We don't wing it. We don't go by the seat of our pants. We study it. We research it. We, we get on calls like this. You swallow a lot of MP3s. You read a lot of books. You go to the bookstore. You hang out. You ask other authors. Don't bug other authors because obviously they're they're writing too. But you ask other authors 
when if you if you hit a stumbling block, one of the things oh my goodness, this is can I say this, Andrew? One of the things that sure. irritates me the most is when people email me and they want to know how to do something and they haven't done any research. Right. How do you, you do you and me both. And, and that's like, the reason why I'm having these calls. <laughs> it's like, you know what? It's called Google, okay? Right. If you can't find it in Google, then call me, all right? Right, right. But, but if you can find it in Google and you have a specific question that you did not get an answer to, then call me. But I had someone that called me and says, well, you know, I want to know this. And I was like, you know, just out there, like, by the droves. What, what, you know, and I know there's a time where people don't know. But I think anybody over the age of 40 can pretty much figure out anything in life, you know. And, and well, really, um, yeah, well, well, Pam, uh, you're, you're much nicer than me because I tell people, don't call me unless you have some money for me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them straight up. I, I, tell, I mean, I'm so crazy. I tell people, listen. If you're going to tell me how great I am, send me an email. Matter of fact, post it on my Facebook page. But don't call me to tell me how much you enjoyed my seminar. If you got some money, you know, then we can talk. All right, then. Uh, but, but being part of a writer's group will really help with that. Being part of a right. writer's group, they, if you're a Christian writer, there's a writer's conference in you. They can go to acwriters.com. That's for AmericanChristianWriters.com. They can go to NationalChristianWriters.com as well. Um, Antonio um, has a writers' conference that's in California. Andrew, because of your prophecy, what you said, we're going to be working together and doing the National Christian Writers Conference next year. So, wow, that's um, great. That's that, great. That came together because you spoke it, and it happened. And, and I just go. was obedient and trying to, to put it together. I didn't do it alone, though. It's always partners. So he's going to partner with me to do the National Christian Writers Conference, and they can go to nationalchristianwritersconference.com. And there's a ton of information out there. It is so wow. much information. I have all my on my side. I have my favorite blogs up there, so they can actually see which ones I like. So, yeah. uh, Tamara from New York, um, she's the one of the first individuals to sign up for my book slumber party. I've got this crazy idea <laughs> that I'm going to be doing this weekend, where <laughs> we're going to stay up all night. We're beginning at eleven o'clock at night, and we're going to stay up all night writing our book. It's also going to be webcast live as well. So okay. folks can, uh, you know, party in their pajamas from their home. And we've got folks, Doretha, Connor in Detroit, and other folks across the country will be doing it as well. So Tamara, who will be at our party on this Friday, she says, any tips of mar- for marketing and pitching her book is, is called Medicinal Milk, Nursing Your Babies to Health and Healing. Hmm. I would say for the, the medicinal milk. People are going to have a hard time trying to find that in Google. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah. People can't spell it. Uh, you know what? You just gave me another commandment. Uh, Pam, okay. you gave me all these great commandments. Every word in your book title, a fifth grader better be able to spell it. Yeah. yeah if a fifth grader good. can't spell it, so Tamara, that's, that's your advice. Drop medicinal. I can't even pronounce it. I let alone spell it. You know, because, I mean, I'm looking at Zig Ziglar's new book. It's called Embrace the Struggle, Living Life on Life's Terms. You know, wow. it's very simple. He, he could have had a... a you know, whatever, but it's just embrace the struggle, living life on life's terms. That's that's his book. I mean, make it very simple. That's catchy. I mean, it is catchy. It sounds very poetic, medicinal medicine, but for the most part, people are going to have a hard time trying to spell it. You're going to get a blog, and they can't misspell it. They won't find it, and, you know, it's just it's just going to be kind of hard. But in terms of tips, you want to get your blog going. Just get your blog going. There's a niche for that for women who nurse and that whole lactation kind of thing, you know, so – Get a blog going, get a lot of followers, get a lot of traffic, put a lot of SEO on that because people will find you. Because if it's what is 
What does SEO? What does SEO stand for? Search engine optimization. What people look for in Google or Bing or wherever they when they when they need to know information of how to really um, do what your your book is proposing, they're going to go to Google. They won't be able to find you. Maybe you won't be a known celebrity, but your topic is what they're going to be looking for. So make sure your keywords that people are looking for are in your blog and in your website and that people can find you. And you want to build a list. Just build a list. If you have a list of, I don't know, build up a list of 5,000 people that are really interested in that topic, by the time your book comes out, bam, there you go. They're going to buy it. Oh, that's great. Well, we're definitely winding down now toward the end of our call. And tell people how they can contact you. And also tell people about the upcoming teleseminar you have, Pam. Yes, they can definitely go to pamperry.eventbrite.com. On there, they'll actually see the conference that I'm going to be doing. It's a teleconference on how to really do social media marketing slash PR. PR has changed, PR 2.0. So really, people aren't really doing PR the traditional way, the book signings and all that kind of stuff and pitching radio and TV stations. They're really becoming the media. So I'm really going to be sharing all the secrets of what it takes to brand yourself online, how to use social media in a strategy, not just get a whole bunch of followers on Twitter and Facebook, but how to use it in a strategy, how to really build that up so that by the time your book is out, you have a demand, an anticipated demand for your book. So they can go to pamperry.eventbrite, and if you're not familiar with Eventbrite, it's B-R-I-T-E dot com. But they can also get a free MP3 and a free ebook. I give out a lot of free information. I'm interviewing Yolanda Adams on Chocolate Pages this week. Last week I interviewed like Demond uh, uh, Wilson on Chocolate Pages. So it's a lot of free blogs out there. So I always tell people Google Pam Perry and see what comes up. But they can go to ministrymarketingsolutions.com and get the free MP3, what every Christian author should know, and a free ebook on Synergy Energy. And that really talks about how you need to build that dream team. Because you can't do a book by yourself. A book is a project. You're going to need cover designers. You're going to need editors. You're going to need, um, oh, my God, you're going to need so many people that, that it's just, you're going to need a team. And so Synergy Energy is a free ebook that you can download by just going to ministrymarketingsolutions.com and then putting your name and your email in there, and you'll get it immediately. And that's just something because I feel that if you're going to do a Christian book, especially if you're going to do a Christian book, you definitely need to represent so when your stuff is raggedy, it's not just because it's raggedy and your stuff is raggedy, but then you're representing all Christians. So I give that book away because I want to be able to say to the Lord, I said, well, I try to tell him. <laughs> I try to you tell did. him. <laughs> I said, like, I did you my did part. part. I did my part. But I do want to say, people, if they do want to get um, uh, a publisher's kit, they can also get a free publisher's kit. Um, they can go to essence-publishing.com. And you can get a free publisher's, a, a self-publishing kit. And that's like my strategic partner. But if they go to essence-publishing.com, and they'll send you a booklet of what kind of services they are, how to print. Hey, Pam, to... Pam, Pam, hold on. I think people are overwhelmed. I think are they? okay. they're not even catching anything right now. So oh, the, the main website is your website is what? Say it again slower. What's the main Ministry website? com. Right. So I want people to go to that website. Mm-hmm. Join her email list because everything is right there. That's yeah, it is. It's 101 websites just just right there just in terms of how to really put together your book. But I, the main thing, too, Andrew, is just really that I know that it's important that people really understand the industry. And, and even though they're excited about their book, just know that in order to get the book going, you've got to create some buzz. You've got to have a platform. And that's first before the book even is written. 
Yeah. Now, talk to me. How how do people engage you? You know, just saying, if you don't, if you don't feel uncomfortable with this, um, if people want to pay you money, if you can give people a sense of how much do you charge and what services you provide, how do people pay you? They pay me for coaching, and I really, okay. I, I and they've got to be coachable. So I really, okay. I really have them do a little questionnaire first, a thirty-one questionnaire to to get their marketing IQ or where they are. If they if it comes back like, oh, I know all that, then you know fine, then you know all that, then you don't need me. So really I want to know if they're coachable, how it is, what they're doing, and just really see where they are. And then from there we go through a coaching program, and then if they really want to take it to the next level after the four-week boot camp, then I do the PR boot camp, then we do the one-on-one coaching that really takes them to the next level. But as far as like doing a PR campaign, that's primarily reserved for publishers, the full PR, you know, someone like a C.C. Winans or Yolanda Adams, those are already branded. So what I'm doing primarily with first-time authors is helping them to brand, to really understand what it is to brand online and to, to really get those book deals. I help I help a lot of my first-time authors get book deals. you know. Or sometimes they don't want a book deal. Sometimes they just want to leverage it into another business, a speaking career. So I, whatever their goals are, I help them really um, achieve that so they can read all the testimonials and stuff on the website as well, some of the authors that I've worked with. That's, that's truly outstanding. I want to thank you so much, Pam, for your time. The hour has fast come and gone. And I want to tell everybody, all your questions are not in vain. We're going to be having these calls for the rest of this week. Mm-hmm. I want you to post the questions again, and we're going to go back through this list and make sure everybody has every question answered because you know we are really committed to making uh, your dreams come true. And the first step is simply you being committed to start typing. Start mm-hmm. typing, start typing, start typing. So in closing, I want everyone to recommit to 15 minutes a day. It just takes 15 minutes a day to really begin to prime the pump and, and make that book happen. I look forward to folks joining me at the uh, book uh, slumber party. Mm-hmm. You can find it at bookparty.eventbrite.com. That's bookparty.eventbrite.com. If you're here in New York City, you can take the uh, Metro North right up to uh, New Rochelle, and the hotel is, is right there. So, Pam, any closing words or comments to, to our listeners? Well, I just want to tell you, thank you so much. This was good. A book is a business. It's not just one thing, but it is a business, so treat it like one. There you go. And this has been Andrew Morrison from Small Business Camp with Pam Perry from Ministry Marketing Solutions, reminding everyone to always expect the best. Take care and God bless.